You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Fonti. Welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. I'm Ivan Fonti, and we have a great show for you today. Uh, Nobody's with us (laughs) here today because it's Christmas break holiday here in Melbourne, Australia, and uh, everybody's enjoying the holidays, so I'm going to do the uh, program solo today. And we have an exciting show for you today, and first up we have a great little excerpt from Mike Tyson. You know, as you know, Mike Tyson, he loves his pigeons. So uh, we're going to hear that, and we've got much more coming up for you today on today's holiday break show here on Pigeon Radio Australia. So on with the show. And as I was saying, we've got a little excerpt here from Mike Tyson. Uh, as we know, Mike Tyson loves his pigeons and he's got a lot of pets, Mike Tyson. And he was surprised on a uh, podcast this week. Logan Paul surprised Mike Tyson on an impulsive podcast with a pigeon. Well, here's the story. Mike Tyson is an avid lover of pets, especially pigeons. So much so that Logan Paul surprised Iron Mike with a pigeon during his appearance on the Impulsive Podcast. Mike Tyson has loved his pigeons ever since he was a kid. He credits his love for the birds to the neighbourhood of Brooklyn, USA, where he was brought up Upon being asked about his love for birds on the Impulsive podcast, 
The former heavyweight world champion said, it's just what we do in the neighborhood. It's just culture. And you know why? Because the coolest, the toughest guys have them. And let's have a listen to what happened on Logan Paul's program this week. Yeah, dude, I love pigeons. I have so many pigeons. Wait, you, you like pigeons? Yeah. Oh, we got one. We got a pigeon for you. This is weird. Why do we have it? What? How did we not win that award? Dude, How did we not honest, win that award? Let's, let's How the fuck did we Mike not win Ty- that award? Ma- look at this really quick when you're done with that. Mike Tyson took four grams of mushrooms and is playing with a pigeon on our podcast. Why did the award go to anybody fucking else? Hey, listen, um, I have 500 pigeons. You have that many That's pigeons? A lot. Around five. Have you ever done a head count? Like, is it actually 500 pigeons? <laughs> no, but um, why? Excuse me. What the pigeon? It's my it's my culture. Oh my god! Look at this little pigeon in a basket. So look up Mike Tyson with his pigeons. I have a bird. You know, I have a bird. What kind? Uh, African gray. Oh, he talks to you. Yeah, uh, he's working on it. It's uh, he whistles. He <laughs> likes to whistle. Mike Tyson and his pigeons. That is a beautiful bird, though. Uh, yeah, dude, I love it's, birds. Um, oh look, it's a turban. Oh, you got. Oh, you you've been. A fan of pigeons for some time. Some boy. How, how come you like birds? Huh? How come you like birds? It's just what we do in the neighborhood. Huh. It's culture. Right, right, right. And know why you this like them? incredible. Because the coolest, the toughest guys have them. So that's yeah. why it was a cool thing to have. <laughs> unreal. I can't get over un, this. Un, unreal. <laughs> this is amazing. I, we, I, this may, yo, this may be apex. Like this may be, this may be summit, summit of the impulse. I swear to God, we're peaking. Oh, this, we're peaking, bro. I can't believe this. Hey, can this I ask pigeon? you why does he have the same haircut as you? <laughs> he does, Logan. He's got the same haircut. This looks like Logan. <laughs> it's called a Even helmet. Even the way he bops his head. Some people call it a helmet or a cap. Well, shit. Hey, Mike, thanks for coming on the podcast, brother. I Just, hate that this happens. Sometimes, to most of the time, um, their babies starve to death because they're small. Beaks and it's very difficult to feed them. Does my, does who makes the exact decision? Like if he's like, yo, I'm gonna stay here for another hour and talk about birds. Like does and how do you say, yo, Mike Tyson? Listen, man, it's time. He wraps up on his own. He wraps up when he wants. Okay. <laughs> I bet you've he, never got he, a parting gift like know. this before, he, huh? He this is know. all yours. He didn't, he didn't know he had a pigeon. How come hey, Mike got, Tyson wants his pigeon? Di- what's this it's shit his on pigeon. Him? What's this band on them? No, he's a di- it's a diaper. Oh really? shit, we got a face off here. That's a I thought that was the dog. Broly, I'm not gonna lie. So, so uh, she got she got me a diaper. For Where did you sir. get this bird from? Please, where do you get this bird from? Oh, I got it from Joe. Oh, hey man, hey whoa whoa, hey don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. Oh, he can't fly though. Yeah, I know we just saw. Evidently, he, 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 I like birds yeah, that fly. Yeah, Thanks for the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, he he went he went he went he went backwards. And not up. That's got to be. He's not bred for flying. He was no. bred for show. Yeah. And, and and he does great at show. He did like a nice trick. I it think was that cool. was, was that a was yeah. like a three sixty <laughs> mu crab. <laughs> And that's what eventuated on the Logan Paul podcast this week. Apart from housing several hundred pigeons at his home, Mike Tyson also has a pet dog named Mars. In his prime, he even had three pet tigers named Boris, Storm and Kenya. 
Mike Tyson wasn't always the ferocious knockout artist that we know him as. His road to becoming an arguably the most intimidating boxer on the planet started with a squabble over a pigeon. Tyson had his first street fight as a kid after someone stole one of his birds. In an appearance on an in-depth with Graham Bessinger, Mike Tyson talked about how a pigeon led to his first street fight after someone ran away with one of his birds, he said. I uh, know you've told this story a few times before, but explain how a pigeon was involved in you getting into your first fight. I had, um, had all these birds one day that, you know, um, that just suddenly popped up in this living room of mine. So some guy, I told some friends of mine from another neighborhood, and they had brought some other guys from the neighborhood to steal the birds. And this one guy stole one of the birds, after I got my mother, this is like, like a little whim. I got my mother to get my birds. Mom, help me. Right. And um, one guy put a bird in and ran out. So I ran after him. Please give me my bird. Please, please, can I have my bird? Oh, you want your bird? Smack smacked me. You want this? And he bird ripped the bird head off, hit me with the bird, threw blood on me, smacked me around. So my friend said, Mike, fight him. Don't be afraid. Fight him. And if he beats you up, I'll help. You know what I mean? He never planned on jumping in if I got my butt kicked. I know that. But um, I just fought. And it's not like I was sensational. I was just flaring away. And I guess I hit him more than he hit me. So I, I, I won, I guess. I so I was talking to your wife, Kiki, about your passion for pigeons. And she was telling me about how you'll sit down on your chair in the garage with the headphones on and just watch. How relaxing do you find it? It's just, I don't know what to say. It's a part of my life. It's just like a guy that... Um, owns horses and watches his horses or have cows or dogs, you know, it's just um, a part of your life. If you don't have them, like, it's a bad, um, a bad season, the disease come by, wipe you all out, you wait a while, then you get more. You know, I have too many as it is now, so I'm waiting for them to have the eggs, to have some babies, and then I'm going to get rid of them and just raise the babies, because I have too many now. How many do you have? I don't know, I may have a hundred in there, and that's just too much for my garage, you know. And that's, um, that's the habit of sometimes, um, Having a hobby is a possibility, especially if it's livestock. You may um, have the tendency to have collect too many of them. It's a hundred. What you have all together? Do you have more? No, I have, I have a few thousand in New York City. Okay, that's <laughs> right. <what I thought. laughs> Your wife says you can tell what their emotions actually are. It's just. Um, How so? I don't know. It's just from um, trial and error. It's being around them since I was nine. You know, um, it's just easy, you know, just over and over repetition. They're like us. It's the same thing over and over. What do you like about them? It's just my first love ever, birds, flying pigeons. I'm just an animal freak. You know, I know some weird, I'm an animal freak. Even though Peter's always kicking my butt, but I'm just, I love animals. Maybe I don't always know the best um, routine on how to fix them when they're sick or anything, but I just, this is just what I love. I love animals. What sort of caretaking's involved for them? It's a lot harder than you may anticipate. You know, they all need, um, they have to have this serum for all the medicine. Like, if you look at my refrigerator, you may see a whole conglomerate and dynamic of just animal medicine. Really? Yeah. yeah it's very important. They're very um, temperamental. Their immune system and they just, um, they're full of pieces any moment. How much do you enjoy breeding them? 
I like breeding them more than I like flying them. It's just a part of my life. I know it sounds so ridiculous for somebody to hear some grown man flying from No, it's interesting. Birds, some, uh, what the people think of them as rats with wings, but this is just, it's something that's cultural more than anything, more than a hobby. It's just people's culture. This is just what we do. What's a race like? A race is um, like somebody packing up a crate of a truck with probably a thousand birds. It depends on the race, 300 birds, 3,000 birds. And we let them go and we see who gets there first. It's really amazing when they open up the hatch and like all these pigeons, just thousands of them just fly. And people might not understand this, but this is, you can take them 600 miles away, well, right? And they'll still come back to your coop? They're, they're, flown, they're birds that have flown longer than 600, but the record is just for 600 legally where the birds is normally usually able to fly in one day. Anything more than that, I guess they're gonna consider it animal cruelty. How about the pigeon you've had that has lived the longest? Oh man, I think I what I had a fourteen year old bird before. See the oldest pigeon I have now is the two thousand and one now. But I had um two thousand two thousand and one, yeah, but um I had a bird of fourteen before. How about the one you became most attached to? Or is there that attachment there? Yeah, there's one bird in there that I'm attached to, and this is really crazy. It's a solid white bird, and I really don't like solid white birds that much because they draw too much attention for birds of prey and stuff. Um, but I had this bird since 2001, and he's just a really, a really like it's a super stud guy. You know, he's been around. I had him and his brother, and um, they just produced a lot of cool birds. As mentioned by Tyson, his first time in a fight wasn't an impressive showing. Nevertheless, it is interesting how a pigeon led Tyson to become one of the greatest boxers of all time. I'm Ivan Fonte and you're listening to the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world, Pigeon Radio Australia. On 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. Christmas is over Here comes the meltdown And there goes the cheer But before we have a breakdown Let us remember The light of the world is still here Happy day after Christmas And merry the rest of the year Even when Christmas is over
dancing star in the tree. But don't let this world take your joy after Christmas. Take joy to the world and just sing. Happy day after Christmas and merry the rest of the year. Even when Christmas is over, the light of Pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. 551. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor. 
Hi, Matt Welsh here. In Australia, drowning is one of the biggest killers of kids under five. So take a few minutes to check your pool barrier set for this summer. Visit kidsafe.com.au to find out how. Because safe barriers save lives. Hey, what you doing, Dad? Hmm? Oh, I'm painting the deck. Why? Because the varnish protects the wood from the sun. Why? Because sunlight in Australia is really strong. Why? Well, because it's full of dangerous UV rays. Oh. Dad, shouldn't you also protect yourself then? When you cover things, they last longer. Same goes for you. Be sun smart. Save your skin. G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Catch you there. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Heady 8.3, Southern FM. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Jab him, jab him, jab him. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Southern FM is www.southernfm.com.au. And directly to the Pigeon Media Studios and our Pigeon Media, Pigeon Radio Australia website at www.pigeonmedia.com.au. We podcast via the Podbean Network, and we have reached now over 7,000 downloads since November 2020. So that's not a bad, not not bad to go, but we have uh, via www.pigeonmedia.com.au, we have eight years worth of programs there that you can go and listen to. And in talking about eight years of programs, I've decided today, since we're in the holiday period and everybody's away and we can't really get anybody on, um, our first guest that we had here from overseas on Pigeon Radio back in 2000 and 
14 um, was Yelly Rosiers. Now, Yelly Rosiers uh, was on that program for the first time for an interview. He was quite shocked when I rang him to get him on for that interview. And uh, after that interview, me and Yelly became very, very good friends. And uh, I cherish the friendship we have. So I've decided today to make a special uh, program and uh, play some of the interviews we've had over the years with Yelly Rosiers, champion professional racing pigeon fancier from Belgium. Uh, he does it for a living and uh, he donated birds for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal, uh, which we raised, oh, I think was uh, over $10,000 that year and we only got like $6,000 for, for his bird alone. So that was a wonderful gesture by Yelly. He's become a good friend to Pigeon Radio Australia and uh, he did win the bird of the series for the Nationals in Belgium this season and I thought that we'd devote this program to listening to some of his tips and interviews we've had with him and some of his tips and advice on pigeon racing and don't forget this guy does this job for a living he's a professional pigeon racer in Belgium and now we have our special guest live from Belgium, and he's the Belgian sprint champion and expert. You're kidding. No, in Young Birds and Sprint Racing. Awesome. And um, it's a good morning to him. Jal Rosier, how are you? And good morning to you. G'day, mate. Hello. How? Uh, I'm doing good. The weather is okay over here, so I'm also okay. Oh, that's ah, very good. Very now, good. we couldn't talk to you an hour earlier because you were doing your birds, and you've got to do your birds on time every time, don't you? Yeah. Uh, we you, we put our young birds on the dark stone, so uh, I have to open the curtains, and then we, we start cleaning the loft feeding and, and give the birds water and everything, so it has to be on time every day. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, we'll go in a little bit of the history of you. You're actually related to the Huben family, aren't you? Yeah, I'm related. My grandmother is related to the Hubens, and uh, when I was a young kid, I, I came many times to their place. I, I helped cleaning lofts and everything. Mm. Uh, after years when uh, Chef Huben, mm. the old man passed away and his daughter, yeah. uh, I helped uh, Luke Huben, the son, because he was only the paper guy mm-hmm. in the family mm-hmm. and uh, making pedigrees and all the things. and. Uh, he asked me to help him, mm. and then we raced uh, two years, I think, at his place mm. when I was helping him also. Mm-hmm. And after uh, a few years, I think it started in 2012, mm. uh, the Huben family quit racing. Mm-hmm. And they put every year, three years in a row, their young birds in my loft. All right. So yeah, in actual like fact now, there is no Huben pigeons anymore except for what people have got around, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All the lofts are empty, everything is sold, mm. uh, the houses are sold, uh, the lofts mm. are sold, mm. everything is finished. Mm-hmm. Now, we I've got you on today because in Australia we're just about to start our like sprint racing and our young bird racing. And yeah. I want to know, what do you look for in a pigeon for a sprint racing? Uh... Like, uh, how like, do the people fly with young birds no, like, uh, like in a, Australia? How far? Uh, we we'll do, what, about 200 k's, don't we, uh, Joe, on the yeah. young birds? Yeah. Yep. yep. 
about that. Yeah. Now we go with young birds still 600 kilometers. And there you yeah. are. In Belgium. Yeah. yeah. But we you do know, fly young birds. I, I look... Yeah, we do fly our, our young birds here to, to the distance as well. If the flyer thinks that they can do it, our our racing yeah. system is completely different to what you do over there, and I think it's because of the yeah. climate we have here. Yeah, 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 I can believe it's yeah. much warmer over Correct. there than over here in Belgium. Correct. Um, but so I look for a good bird. <laughs> for me, it's easy. Uh, I fly the birds and I select on the results and, and I don't know anything about uh, how uh, a bird has to handle or, or the color of the eye or, or the color of the feather or I don't care and I don't know. Yep. Maybe I, because I'm too stupid, I don't know, but uh, the, for me I, I try to do the easy way, mm. breeding, mm. selecting on, on health and, and, and raise the birds every week mm. and, and select on the results. Mm. Now, to get such good results as your, your results in a young bird sprint race, um, is there a special type of feeding system you've got to do with the birds? Yeah, for I think around eight years now, I work together with a company from Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a company, Metador, and they developed uh, a system in the feeding and their own mixtures with a, a science behind uh, every mixture about uh, the the fat in a mixture or the, the carbohydrates or uh, the protein and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they worked for me uh, as a program out. So at the end of the week when I ship my birds mm-hmm. for the, the sprint races, I use more uh, carbohydrate uh, mixture. Mm-hmm. When they come home, yep. they get a protein mixture and then a few days a breakdown mixture mm-hmm. with a lot of fibers in it. Okay. All right. And then it's like you make them ready for the race. When they come home, they have to uh, recuperate. Yep. And then I clean up the body during the week. Okay. Okay. Now, in training a young bird for a sprint race, is there any special sort of thing that you do like flying around the roof and training, tossing, uh, how do you prepare them for that? In Belgium, I think I'm always the last one where the young birds are in the air around the roof. Mm. Because uh, for a long time, they stay on the lawn every time. My birds, I let them do. I give them a lot of breeding mixture and everything so they can grow out, they can build up the resistance and, and they can be a bird. Mm. And uh, after a while, I think six weeks before, before I and I build up the first week from, uh, I start with 15 minutes, the day after 20, five minutes every time more and more, longer, longer, mm-hmm. till around one hour, one hour, 15, and this I keep for four, five weeks, mm-hmm. uh, five, six days a week, and then I go uh, tossing my birds uh, with the car for the first time it's around 3 kilometers then we go to 7, 10, 15 and I do 3 times 25 and then we go to the 100 with the club oh yeah 100 with the club so um, so you don't just train on your own you train in a group with the club as well at the end Uh, the first time because they have to do yeah, the 100 with the club, and then in Belgium you have every week sprint races from 100 and 200 kilometers, mm. then we go to the 350 kilometers, that's the middle distance, the, 
Then we go to the heavy middle distance. It's around four, uh, 500 kilometers mm. every week, five, 600, something like that. Mm. And with young birds, you can do all those races that I just told about. Mm. Uh, but after the 100 with the club, that will be around half of June for me. Mm-hmm. Six weeks later, we start our national program. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, after the first time with the club, I go training on the road by myself almost every day. Mm-hmm. How far? And sometimes twice a day also. How far, how far would that be? That will be Columbus. in the morning around 100 km and in the evening 30, 50 kilometers. Oh, yeah. Unreal. And and yeah. how late in the evening do you toss them? Like, uh, do you do it later in the evening or a bit earlier in the evening? Uh, around four o'clock. Four o'clock. But a two times a day training toss, I do only a certain period of the of the season. Mm-hmm. That will be. Uh, I take always six weeks before the first national race. Mm-hmm. I start mm-hmm. training on the road every day, mm-hmm. also twice a day. And after that, after uh, uh, no six weeks before the first national race, mm-hmm. we do uh, so twice a day daily. Mm-hmm. And after four weeks. I back off. I do only once uh, a day a training toss on the road. Okay. Now, in preparation for the racing, do you do any sort of medicating for the birds or do you first go to the vet and consult a vet or do you medicate your birds for the races? Before the season and when we are making everything ready before the national program, I go every two weeks to a vet for a checkup and we check the birds and if necessary that I have to treat for canker or coxie or, or something or respiratory, I will do if necessary and if the time is ready uh, also. Hmm. Um, but during the national races, I always give my birds when they come home hmm. uh, a disinfect powder from my vet and it's, it's uh, uh, medication. Mm-hmm. With coxie, canker, and respiratory, uh, it's treating things together in one. In canister. one thing. How yeah. good is that? It's very yeah. good. And that I use every time when they every time when they come home from a race, mm-hmm. when they have to do two nights of basket. Okay. Now, in in, oh, in that right. in that thing that what you're putting is is that an antibiotic or is it a natural thing or what is it actually? Uh. The respiratory powder will be an antibiotic. The okay. canker powder and the coxie powder are not antibiotics, but the respiratory powder is an antibiotic. Okay, and they so get it one day when they arrive uh, from a national race or the, the one provincial race we fly every year. So after two nights of basket. Hmm. But when my birds come home from a race with only one night of basket, I, I never use the, that powder. Okay. Now, because they only are for a few hours in a basket. and, and Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, I've, I've watched your videos when you were explaining about all the stuff that you add, add on to their food after they come home. You use a protein powder and also some sort of uh, probiotic, do you? Yeah, I use uh, a lot of probiotic mm-hmm. uh, during the week, uh, especially the day of shipping together with uh, uh, coconut water. Coconut water? Yeah, I, I do 50% coconut water and 50% uh, regular water, uh-huh. and uh, I I add the probiotic in in the in the water also. Okay, now the day of of shipping. 
How does coconut water, because I've never heard this before, how does coconut water benefit the, the birds? Uh, because I, I was in the United States and uh, more and more people over there and, and also athletes, mm. they are using the coconut water. It, it's more electrolytes okay. and minerals in the, the coconut water than when you buy a Gatorade or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's much better and more healthy also. And I, I tried it for my young birds and I did it the day of shipping because when... We ship our pigeons and they get a lot of electrolytes and minerals in, the, in their body, then it's good before they go for racing because everybody's always giving everything after the race. Yeah. But I think you have to load them up before the race also. Okay. How much do and you... The protein powder you just asked me about, yeah. uh, I always use the day of arriving. So the day of arriving, I put a, uh, uh, electrolyte again in the water. Mm-hmm together with uh, the, the powder that I told you about for mm-hmm. the respiratory coxie and canker uh, when we do two nights of uh, basket of course and uh, then they get a protein powder uh, on the on the feet with mm-hmm. uh, omega oil now the coconut water that you use how many times a week do you use it do you use it just once a week or more than that uh, only once a week and only when the birds go 400 kilometer and more okay all right. You yeah. say you say once a week. Do you give it to him during the week or at the start or at the end? No, at the end. When he's at, basketing. At the end. No, no, the day of shipping. On Thursday, if day we basketing. ship on Thursday, yes. for the overnight race, okay. we, I use it on Thursday also. And how many young birds do you start with? How many birds do you start with a season race? I win around, for myself, 150. Yes, but uh, like I told you, in the past, I had birds from Huben, uh, the young bird team. Uh, from last year also and this year, I fly uh, youngsters for uh, Premier Stud from England. Mm. Yes. Uh, the Hubens, I don't have any Hubens anymore in the racing loft mm. uh, because uh, they, they sold everything. Yeah. They quit the sport. And uh, now I, this year I have only from England, so I have now around 230 young birds 150 okay. from myself and around mm. 80 from uh, England and how many birds do you send to a race uh, I always every year it's almost the same the amount you win and take around 30-40% you can go to the national races and all the rest I select by health uh, or if the van bones are s- s- that wide open, you can park uh, your your bike in it. <laughs> I don't like it. Mm. You're not I good. get rid what, of the birds. It's not good when the vents are open. Pigeons. Hmm. Excuse me. Uh, it's you don't like it when the vents are open. No, a little bit. It's, it doesn't matter, but not sometimes you have birds when it's very wide. So I, I don't like it. Okay, that's interesting. And they never did good for me also, so that's the reason why yeah, I don't okay. like it. If, if next year my best bird will be one with uh, the van bones, uh, van bones wide open, mm-hmm. who knows, i never going to see again to the van bones. Eh? Uh-huh, okay. Now, do you, um, do you use uh, natural products? Yeah, a lot. What, what, yeah, what, but when what, you say natural products, uh, what Joe's trying to say is, is like apple cider vinegar, apple cider, do you use anything garlic. Like- Garlic, like that. anything like you use that. Use things like that in your, for, in the yeah. water and stuff. I, I I buy the most of my products. Everybody is buying from Belgium, and I buy from the United States. My oh, supplement. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I use uh, Ecotonic, mm-hmm. uh, 
It's from somebody I buy in LA. Okay. Uh, those are 10 assets together. Mm -hmm. uh, I use this two times a, a week, mm -hmm. yeah, on Wednesday and Saturday, mm -hmm. but just two times a week. Yep. And uh, on Sunday, I use, um, we, we prepare on Saturday morning, my girlfriend prepare a bucket of water, 10 liters. Mm -hmm. We put one bowl of uh, onion in it and one bowl of uh, garlic. Okay. Mm -hmm. we, we cut it okay. and then we put it in the water yep. and this water I use the day after. Oh, okay, so you good. let it sit for a day and then you yeah, give it yeah. to the birds. Okay. And, and yeah, you, the day after. So yeah, you give yeah. them... You give and them, these uh, I do one, two times a week and the other two days uh, yeah. I use uh, probiotic. Okay. Mm. And what about feed? What yeah. do you feed? And oh my oil I put on the feed and that's all I give to my birds and... and Listen, okay. guys, uh, I told you this morning I had to go to my pigeons and, and start uh, for my, with my young birds, and mm -hmm. I took two birds out of the loft, and I'm going to kill them because they, they were sick and everything. And, and okay. Yes. Oh, I, I, I select on health also. Oh, you yeah. do select on health as well, yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah, very, very tough. And, and every year, yeah, birds have to go away because not all the birds are, are strong enough no. to stay healthy. Mm. Especially in a loft where we where you have birds together from different uh, mm. pastures. Mm -hmm. Now you you send the young birds into the short distance sprint races every week back to back, don't you? Yeah, my young birds have to go every week. When I start half of June, my birds fly every week, mm -hmm. and uh, I think around twelve or thirteen races. Mm -hmm. And uh, from those twelve, thirteen races, mm -hmm. we have uh, seven races from 400 km uh, till 600 kilometers. Mm -hmm. Now, your top bird in the loft is Queen L. Is she still in your loft, still there? Yeah, she's still in the loft. Yeah. The last youngster I have from her is from 2013. All oh, right, so she's not producing anymore. No. Oh, okay. what a shame. What a shame. Now, yeah, how many gone. how many good pigeons has that queen owl produced in her in her breeding lifetime? I cannot put a number on it. A lot. If every young bird that will be born for racing has queen owl in the pedigree. Mm. I think I was very lucky when we won the national race with queen owl and, and it was a 600 kilometer race. Mm. And uh, I think I was very lucky mm. because we could breed together with the Hoobans and mm. they took their best uh, breeding cocks yeah. to pair up with Queen Al and everything. Mm. Mm. And uh, for me, it was it was really incredible. Mm. Now, what I noticed on your videos, when you were pairing Queen Al with the Hooban birds, th th they were the best performers that you were, the youngsters getting from that, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I For me, that. it was the best combination, the Huben cockbirds paired up with Queen L. Yeah, like wow. like you had one pairing Queen L to radio, and that was a really good one. Pinocchio was the oh, best one. Pinocchio. Pinocchio was the best, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the best. Okay, all right. And um, have you still... For me and for Huben, because when we, we breed together, we mm. split the youngsters every time. Okay. We, we took a count. Mm -hmm. Account, or you say uh, some mo money, a little one. Mm -hmm. Coin? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's yeah. right. And then yes. Jeff and me, mm -hmm. yeah, you take that, I take that, bam, mm -hmm. and we, we bet about it, and, I, and who could choose first out of the nest. Now, I know there's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no Hubens now around, but 
you still probably have grandchildren. You still have the hoob and blood going through your birds anyway, don't you? Yeah, it's it's almost in all my birds. And the last uh, round of youngsters that Luke Huber bred from his breeders came also to my place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and can I ask you, um, just with your loft design, what, what, what's, what's your loft design? You know what I mean? What's a good loft design? In your opinion. I have your, a loft your opinion, that, uh, yes. um, around one meter high from the ground. Yes. Uh, in the front of the loft, I have aviaries. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in the back of the loft, I have the, the pens. Mm. And uh, everything is in one under one roof. Okay. Mm-hmm. The roof inside is totally closed so the birds when the windows are closed the, the loft inside is closed in the morning i open the windows and the birds can go in the aviary okay. beautiful yeah and uh, in the aviary i have the uh, draws under the, the wooden grills mm-hmm. with a uh, shell sand in it so i can clean every week very uh, easy and and it's, it's good mm-hmm. yeah. and it keep everything dry and inside the loft I have on the floor uh, the broken maze caps. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah. Dude, yeah. It, it takes the dust under it, and, and it's clean also. It's nice. Mm, mm. And uh, I have only one central entry for all my uh, pens. Mm. Uh, there is only one central entry. I have five individual pens with an Avery in front, except mm. the, the, the pen with, uh, behind the, the central entry. Mm. Mm. And uh, I have a high roof, so that the dirt, uh, dirty air can go up by night, and then it can go away also. But my birds, in the morning, they go out like like crazy to mm. sit in the aviary, and in the afternoon they go in the loft mm. because it's over there a little bit cooler, I think. Mm. And uh, then they lay down on the ground and everything. Mm. Especially when it's warm outside, you see, in the morning they go out, and in the afternoon they are inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, in your winters, because you, you have a harsh winters there in Europe, um, do you have heating at all in your loft for the birds? No. I had in the past uh, everything heating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I tried it. Mm-hmm. I had a, a, a individual... Uh, uh, Avery for my uh, yearling hens okay. in 2011, mm-hmm. and it was cold, north wind, and my the the the, the Avery was uh, pointed to the the north, so the cold wind was always in the Avery, mm. and it was the coolest loft that I had, the coldest one, and uh, I because I thought it is good to keep the, the hands calm so they don't pair up and everything mm. where well, you can have when they are sitting in a, in, a, in a loft with a lot of sun and it's warm during winter mm. because the sun is on the window they can start pairing up already but yeah. this loft was very cold okay okay now we had heaters and everything with all the app, uh, all the systems to to uh, take care of the temperature and and it's it's going below 15 the heater uh, Mm. went on and stuff like that yeah and in the beginning of the season my hands were flying very good very well yeah and i thought i had to put the heater on it because it was not on it 
Mm. I thought, yeah, I'm going to put the heater on now next week before the first national race, and then every, everything has to be better, of course, yeah. because the heater going to fix everything. Eh? Mm. <laughs> they kicked my ass. Yeah. Oh, oh I no. see. Yeah. So, so it's better I, not... I took the heater away, yep. and I flew my hands yeah. all season long without any heater and in the cold Avery, and they did... Very, very good. Well, there you go. So it's better to have... So fr- fr- I think yep. if they get used to the temperature and the climate, mm. they can handle it. It's no problem. Now, do you have a lot of ventilation in your loft? Does a lot of air come in and out? And do you close it off or do you keep it open? It's all... Uh, the, the air that's coming in my loft is only from the front. And that's because the front is all wire everywhere. Okay. Uh, it's just uh, just a wire, so snow, rain, wind, everything can go in the loft. Mm. Mm. And it's all the time, all uh, all the year, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. okay, so you don't have any ventilation at the back? No, no. Okay, just at the front. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think if you, you have in... in uh, in Australia, that warm weather and everything, yeah. maybe my loft is not good enough to put in your country. Eh? No. Well, our temperatures here, for instance, in Melbourne, you'd probably, coldest you'd get to would be probably minus one or minus two maybe even, isn't it, Joe? So yeah. our, our lofts here are more open and more ventilated. A lot of flies seem to have more ventilation in their lofts than you do in Europe. Yeah, we have... Uh, now, this week it was very good, and last week, but before, we had a lot of rain and wind and, mm. and, and, and cold. And mm. But uh, if, uh, like last year, mm. we had, uh, during summer, a period very hot, mm. then I took, I took my drawers under the Avery away, mm-hmm. so I had ventilation of under my wooden grills also. Okay. Yeah, like that. Okay. All oh, right. Uh, yeah, like one day maybe you should come to Australia and have a look at the at the few different flies in Australia. Um, we might invite you to come here one one year. Would you be interested in that? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be nice to have you as a guest, actually. So yeah, we might yeah, all. We can, I can come for one week. One week, no, no more. Life no more around than one my week. ear. So yeah. then I'm I'm very calm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, enough. that's good. No, that's good. And and I've noticed that you you, you keep. It's very important to keep everything in pigeon racing at the same time, isn't it? That's why you couldn't come on air an hour earlier, because you, everything you do, it's you must routine, do routine. In a routine. Yeah, routine. <clears throat> For me, I always say, and it's, it's maybe crazy, but mm. which crime they never can get uh, away. That's the organized crime. And I say always, <laughs> when you organize everything very good, yeah. it has to be good also. Mm, mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Organization and everything on time. Every day of, uh, of the year, mm. uh, 6 o'clock in the winter, mm. 5 o'clock in summer, mm. we, we get up mm. and a little bit later we start with the birds. And if we go training on the road, even earlier in summer, but mm. 6 o'clock in the morning and 5 in the summer is the latest we get up. Mm. Mm. Now, I, I watched the Huben video about 10 years ago when they released the video, and they were very um, adamant on cleaning and c- cleaning their lofts. Do you do the same thing with yours? Uh, I, I clean a lot also, mm. um, 
but not like at Ruben. Mm. I, I I helped over there, and I I know how many times they clean the loft. Mm. We we cleaned uh, three times a day the breeding loft, and and three four times a day racing lofts and everything. Mm. Uh, wow. But that was a little bit crazy, I think. Do you think that was a little uh, bit over? I, I, do you think that was a little bit? Me? Do you think that would, was a little bit overdoing it, like what they uh, were showing in the video? Because they overboard. were they were actually polishing the floors practically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should you should know, know you did it. How it was over there. Yeah. Uh, I learned also a lot at the Hoobans, mm. especially every day the same time but the cleaning i clean my loft and i i clean a lot my loft still more than other people over here in 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 the area mm -hmm. uh but i have avery's now with wooden grills you understand yeah, 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 I understand. Yes, yes, inside yes. the loft and yeah. at huben it wasn't no, nothing like that no, they had wooden floors yeah i find the way a little bit between okay okay but you I do everything on my own, and mm. Ruben, they were with seven people. Huh? Yeah, yeah, oh. that's right. Yeah, there were seven yeah, of them. That's a difference. But my girlfriend is helping me, of course, yeah. but, but you, at Ruben, you had seven people working on the birds. Huh? Mm. So I, I, I presume that you believe that having a cleaner loft is better for the birds than, than not having a cleaner loft. Yeah, I think it's also for yourself. Mm, mm. Yeah. It's nice when you clean a loft, and then it's. I prefer to clean a loft, and then I think you have to do it for yourself. So and mm. and, and yeah, of course, people are flying good with not cleaning loft. No, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's possible, right. but yeah, that's right. But we always advise people here that they can't go two ways. They have to either go clean the loft or not clean the loft. If you know what I mean, you can't sort of do yeah. the in between thing. You know. But yeah, I I, tr I I clean, and every year at the end of the season, we we do the big cleaning work. Mm -hmm. We disinfect the loft. Okay, we do everything do with water to so take the dust away. And mm -hmm. then when the, you you we do like this, mm -hmm. we we need two weeks to clean everything. Mm -hmm. But then if you 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 wash the, the loft out mm -hmm. with water. Mm -hmm. But we do by hand, not with, uh, how you say, the machine where yeah, they clean yeah. cars and everything. Yeah, yeah, I understand, yeah. The yeah, but we do by hand because I don't like too much water in a loft, but we do by hand with uh, water and bleach. Mm -hmm. And then we clean everything, and then after it, it it's again dry the loft, mm -hmm. you have much more air than before with all the dust. Yeah, correct. Correct. Even I have a a big front with all everything is is it's in wire, so mm. it's a lot of air in my loft. Mm. But I uh across Melbourne, this is eighty eight point three Southern FM. And we'll hear more from Yelly Rosiers here on Pigeon Radio Australia right after the Southern FM National Radio News that we have to break for right now. And we've got a lot more coming up from Yelly Rosiers. As you heard, there was a lot of good tips there. Uh, and there's more coming up in the second half of our show after the National Radio News. And, uh, yeah, we've got a break for the news right now. And we'll be back after the Southern FM National Radio News to hear more from the professional racing pigeon flyer in Belgium who does pigeon racing for a living, and that's Yelly Rosiers. And we dedicate this show to him. And a Merry Christmas to Yelly and his family if he's listening to us 
all the way from Belgium. And you know what? Uh, after the, these interviews with him, he arrived on my doorstep and visited me from Belgium. Isn't that fantastic? We'll hear more after the news. I had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I'd just fly away. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And I always knew. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au and check out the Southern FM website. Also, it's got some interesting stuff there, some great podcasts and some great information on the Southern FM website, which is www.southernfm.com.au. And before the national radio news uh, we uh, were listening to an interview that i did in 2014 a first interview we had with champion racing pigeon flyer from belgium who does pigeon racing for a living basically that's his job uh his first interview on pigeon radio australia so let's go back to that interview and have a listen to some more of yelly rosiers here on pigeon radio australia <laughs> something stupid i was uh <laughs> Ten years ago in a hospital, they tested my blood, and I'm allergic for pigeons. You're joking, aren't you? Oh, no. Yeah, that's true, but when I was cleaning at Ruben and at the brother at Ruben, uh, when I was cleaning the loft, I always had uh, trouble with breathing, and I had to to niece also. Okay. And when I go in a loft and I have to niece, I I, I know... The ventilation is not 100%. Oh. And in my loft, I don't have the knees, except when they are okay. molting very hard, my pigeons, yeah, yeah. and the feathers are, are everywhere, yeah, and yeah. you start cleaning, and a lot of feathers, and, and a bird is flying up, and all the dust in your face, or, or the, the feathers, I mean, mm. then then I knees. But otherwise, when it's in aviaries and everything, and that's the reason why I work with a lot of aviaries and a lot of air mm. for myself also, of course. Yeah, for, yeah, for yourself, yeah. Okay. And the birds is for the birds also better mm. because I, I I have less problems with respiratory mm-hmm. uh, the last years when I, I I built my lofts like an aviary almost. Mm. That's better. More airflow. More yeah, air, yeah. Keeps the dust away. Hey, uh, Joel, we got a, a question from a, a David Scott from Facebook. He wants to know um, yeah. what, uh, what was your profession uh, before you became a professional flyer? <laughs> My profession, uh, I did many came. things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started when I was 14, 15 years old. Yes. Uh, with a company uh, making driveways and, and things. Ah, uh, yeah, concrete. Cracks, how you say cracks? Yeah, cracks. Yeah, cracks. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
you yeah. fixing up the cracks and in the uh, after that uh, I was a security agent <laughs> oh, okay security okay yeah yeah no Very weapon uh, just stores and everything yeah, oh, yeah. in companies but yeah. without a weapon because I'm too dangerous I think <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair so, enough and then uh, I'm now I think around four or five years uh, I'm self-employed in my pigeon of course it's a full-time job isn't it yeah, yeah. you know here in it, and then yeah here. I have my own company and I was yeah. always thinking yeah listen uh, I'm still young yeah. I can do this during my my youth Mm. So maybe uh, in 10 years or 5 years I have to go to work, to a factory. Who cares? Uh, it is what it is. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, here in, here in Australia, a lot of good flyers don't work. They've got no. more time with the pigeons the birds, and yeah. they do better. They do They do better, you know, they, do, they get better results. And, um, I mean, that's, that's just what we've seen, mm. you know, here. So. That's the thing I saw also at, uh, at Ruben and, and, and the brother-in-law. Mm. They were always at home for their birds, mm. for training and taking care of the birds. And, mm. and it was much better than people who had to go to, to work. Yeah, of course, yeah. Much better. Not always the result, because a, a working guy can fly also very good. Mm. But, yeah. but to be very steady for years and, and, and they, uh, handling a lot of birds, it's better you be at home, of course. Of course, you can monitor the birds yeah, yeah 24-7, you know. Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. Oh, that's it. All right, Joel, um, I'd like to thank you very much for being a part of our program today. and um, fantastic. We'll probably catch up with you during the race season to see how you're going and uh, have you on again if, if that would be okay with you. Very good. Yeah. And when, when do you start? When's your first yeah, when do you, when do you start the season over there? I, uh, the season is already on with old birds and, and, and yearlings. Mm -hmm. But because yeah. I have only young birds, uh, my season starts for me mm -hmm. around uh, half of June. Okay. okay so the, uh, I start. But the other people who like us. to fly every week on the sprint races only, mm. they, uh, they start, I think, the middle of May already mm -hmm. with the young birds. Hmm. So very soon, eh, between these and then 14 days, I think, something like that, hmm. they start the sprint race. But I start half of June because I prefer to fly the national races mm -hmm. uh, in August. Yeah, like how many national races? I noticed that on your video, you have a few national races. You don't only have, like here in, in, in Australia, in Melbourne, we only have one national race. But how many do you have in Europe? Uh, last year, 2014, we had six, six national races, mm -hmm. and the year before was the only year we had seven national races now, in 2013. Mm -hmm. But uh, then they, they back off to six, and last year and this season again, 2015, mm -hmm. we have six national races. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a distance for me between um, 480k till 600k. Mm. And last year, I think, guys, we had an average of around 22,000 birds each wow. race. I was wow. just about to ask yeah. you that. How many <laughs> wow. birds into the national race? Geez, that's awesome. How many members in, in your federation, we'd call it, yeah? In my club over here, we have around 85 members. But mm. if you drive five minutes... You have another club of 60 members. You yep. drive another five minutes to the other side. Yep. You have another club of, of 70 members uh, in, in the area. I think in my area, we have around two, 300 
uh, fanciers. In oh. a distance of, uh, if you take only 10k, mm. a lot of people like like now the young birds are start flying at uh, at everybody's loft now. Mm. Mm. You see between these and, and two weeks in the air, eh? mm. 1,000 young birds straining wow, around in my awesome. area over here. Wow. That is awesome. It's uh, incredible, yeah. A lot uh, of people in a small place together. I have to come and visit your country one day just to see that. Yeah, it's <laughs> beautiful. And that's just find your birds, you know, yeah, yeah. Find your birds. I have, to come and, I have to come to Belgium just to see that. I think I, I have to put that. I have to put that on my bucket list. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> All right, Joel. Thank you very much for your time, and I appreciate it. it was a great pleasure talking to you. And good luck for the season. And we'll probably we'll probably catch up with you in the middle of your season. See how you're going. Okay, I look forward to to talk again uh, to talk again with you guys. All no right, problem. thanks, Joel, for your time. It was okay. a pleasure. Hey, Thank you. Don't talking. forget to invite me to Australia. No, we'll do that for sure. Definitely, mate. Have a okay. good one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Put another shrimp on okay, the barbie, thank mate. You. <laughs> thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. See ya, buddy. Kids are up late, Grandma tinsels the tree. I'm hanging mistletoe, you want to hang me. But can it wait till after Christmas? It's much, much too cold. What will the neighbors think of my clothes in the snow? You made your point, you want me to go. I know, can it wait till after Christmas? I made the eggnog, you burned the bug. The family went caroling, you forgot all the words. You dropped the kids' stockings in the fireplace. The beds are all full, we could sure use the space. But can it wait till after Christmas? It's much, much too sure cold. What will the neighbors think of my clothes in the snow? Made your point, you want and me to go. I know, can it wait till after Christmas? Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products, 
that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid Stock Feed and Farming Supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM Sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Is there someone you know who might be alone, who could do with a friend so they're not on their own? Give a conversation as your gift today. A hello, a how's it, and are you okay? Some chit-chat, a natter, a check-in or two to say, I'm here and I care about you. Learn more at areyouok.org.au When everything keeps changing, it's hard to know how to feel. So if the last couple of years have left you with mixed emotions, you're not alone. Search Beyond Blue Coronavirus for free tools, support, or to have a chat today. Hi there, it's me, Graham the Garden Gnome. If you want to know everything about where I live in your garden, listen in to Molly's Blooming Hour every Saturday at 4pm, only here on 88.3 Southern FM. <laughs> G'day, Josh Gatt, host of Bluestone Sounds. 
a show about live music and emerging acts. Just letting you know that I'm still running the show on your Wednesday, midday to 2pm, but if you're a night owl like me, I'd like to very warmly invite you to come and hang out on your Friday morning, Thursday night. That's right, Bluestone Sounds Midnight Edition. Playing the risque stuff I can't play during the light of day. That's midnight till 3am on your Thursday night, Friday morning. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. And I say it all the time, but it is. We are the only devoted radio show for pigeon racing in the entire on the entire planet. Here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. And uh, we heard this great interview, our first interview we had with Yelly Rosiers here on Pigeon Radio Australia. And right now we're going to listen to another interview we had with Yelly Rosiers after he. Well, I posted a uh, an ad on our Pigeon Media page on Facebook for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal because every year Pigeon Radio Australia raises money for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal via a pigeon auction and we've been featured on radio, different commercial radio programs, we've been featured in The Age, different newspapers, not just in Melbourne but all around the country and also we've been interviewed by radio stations overseas as well which is quite amazing. The, the phenomenon of of this program is quite amazing it's just blown through the roof it's it's absolutely amazing how much contact and uh people i have met through this radio program anyway um i, po- I posted this stuff for the uh, royal children's hospital which we do every year to announce our auction online auction for the royal children's hospital good friday appeal and i received a message from yelly uh, telling me, well, he just basically said, uh, do you think it'd be a good idea if I donated a pigeon for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal? And I said, are you sure you want to do this? And he said, yes, I want to donate a pigeon. So we took it from there and he donated the pigeon. And uh, because it was such a, a big value, I think we sold the bird for $6,000. Um, 
and we raised over $10,000 for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal that year, and we raised over 10000 the year before as well. So I had the director of the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal, Anne Randall, on air with Yelly Rosiers uh, because she officially thanked him for donating this bird of his from Belgium to Australia for the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal. Let's have a listen to that. Now, we've got some special guests on the line, so um, I'd like to introduce our guests. We've got, from Belgium, we've got Yelly Rosiers, we've got Rod Simmons online, and we also have, on the line, the Executive Director of the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal, Anne Randall. Uh, good evening to you all. How are you? Hey, Ivan. How are you? Good, good, Rod. Good. Hi, Ivan. Hi, Yelly. How are you? And hi, okay, Ivan. Hi, uh, Anne Randall. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Um, first of all, I'd just like to um, ask you, Anne, um, a little bit, if you want to just give our listeners a little bit of detail about the Good Friday Appeal and, and what's the theme of it this year and how it's running and what what, what is the money going to go for this time? Well, the Good Friday Appeal is the biggest single charity that supports the Royal Children's Hospital here in Melbourne. And over its 88-year history, it's raised over $345 million for the hospital. So it's, it's, a, it's a very old uh, charity, but it's been enormously successful. And here in Victoria, everything on Good Friday is about the children's hospital. People donate at uh, intersections where people have tins or they run activities or they do... Um, auctions like this wonderful organisation and they, uh, and and people just have enormous fundraisers and that's how we raise the money every year. Yep. Now, we've been involved with the appeal for, I think, about three years now. And, yes. Um, yes. yeah, we've collected around $20,000 so far. Oh, but no. we've got this... It's amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> that, that's, that's our pleasure. Um, we've got this bird on that um, Jelly has kindly donated from Belgium. And, um, Jelly, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still yeah, alive. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> I was going to say thank you very much for donating the pigeon, but um, what I'd like to uh, draw Anne's attention to was that the pigeon that you donated to us in about three or four days already clocked up $5,050 for the one oh. pigeon. And I think it's going to get, oh, oh, it's, yeah. it's going to go even more, I think. Because I've heard there's a lot of people in the, in the ranks that are waiting to, to make some bids on that bird. So, Shelley, thank you very much. And um, Thank you, Shelley. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. No problem. And, uh, look, it's a nice gesture from Jelly because um, he's, oh. he sells a lot of birds for a lot of money around the world. And, um, yeah, we've, this is a big thing in the pigeon racing. It probably won't be big to you. Have, you. have the Children's Hospital ever had anything similar to this before? Well, no, certainly not at this scale. No, this is just enormous. Isn't it wonderful that people are so generous that they're prepared to make a, a donation like that mm. uh, for the health and well-being of our kids? It's just fantastic. Well, Jelly's um, he's got how many children you got now? Jelly three, isn't it? and number four is on his way. Four on his, on oh. his way. So he's, he's, he knows about kids and he knows where kids need help and all that sort of thing. So it was, as he said, it's just a bird to him. So he donated it to us and um, it's going very well. Oh, that's extraordinary. Yeah, it's also, Ivan, uh, we also uh, 
one of the of our sons is a little bit unlucky with some uh, child rheumatism, uh, but he's doing good now. So we had also our own problems, and then uh, it wakes you more up uh, when you come into the university hospital and you see kids with the problems and all uh, those uh, bad times you see over there. So uh, I just try to help where I can. Uh, to help those kids and also like I told you last time sometimes we are we have to do things where the government doesn't help yeah. the, the people that need the help so uh, if we have to wait for them it's better we do something <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. instead of waiting for them yeah, that's so true. we also when, when we were when our son they they found the disease when he was uh, almost one year and because he was younger than two years nobody would help us uh, mm. from the government to pay all the medicine but um, we were lucky the company that made the medicine took us in a kind of uh, of, of uh, testing uh, mm. study thing or yeah, whatever yeah. the name is and they covered all the cost otherwise we were we lost ten thousands of euros only for medicine and now when he was two years when he, when he was two years then the government started paying us uh, back some some money otherwise it, it was yeah I had to sell all my birds uh, in the past already just to help uh, your own kids mm. well, I can... uh, but now it's a, it's a pleasure I, I, I just donate uh, a pigeon it's, it's a, of course uh, it's from a national winner but but you can help a lot of kids with just donating a pigeon. It's 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 yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And and extraordinarily generous. And and the and the great yeah. great thing of it is, Anne, yeah. is that Jelly's from Belgium and he's donated a pigeon to our Royal Children's I Hospital know. Pill in Australia. So how's that? It's just amazing. It's just amazing. Well, the Royal Children's Hospital is one of the top five pediatric hospitals in the world, so maybe he's heard how wonderful it is. Oh, he's heard because of the yeah. conjoined twins and everything that's been going on, so a lot yes. of people have heard about it around the world. Yes. We've got Rod Simmons on the line. Rod, you've got any questions to ask Yeah, him? just <clears throat> to let uh, Anne know, Jelly uh, has travelled to Australia and, and he's become a good friend to Australian Flyers, and it's it's it's... it's you know, really is appreciative, firstly, that we can uh, get him to donate because the bird he donates would sell, you know, he could probably personally, you know, privately sell it for a lot of money. But, um, but and, and I know that he, he sort of heard us talking about over the years with the Royal Children's Hospital. And, and one thing I'd just like to say to yourself, Anne, um, I think that a lot of people don't realise being there with Ivan and a few of us on the day, the amount of work uh, that you guys put in to run not just a day I'm sure that there's a lot of other things before and after but I'd like to firstly thank you for for the oh, effort that you guys do oh look it's 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 our pleasure to do it and we don't do it on our own we have an enormous community of people who help us people like yourselves but other organizations who um, organize fun runs or um, the CFA who do collections so it's not just us we're where the sort of the organisers, um, if you like, it's a, it's a very generous community, and we're very lucky to live in uh, Victoria, where we have such um, a fantastic hospital, but such a generous community as well. And what's your target this year, Anne? 
Oh, we never set targets. Everybody asked me that. <laughs> no, we don't. No, the, last year, we um, broke the record and raised um, $18.04 million. And um, we, we, we don't set targets because we're grateful for every dollar and the community will give us what they can afford. And um, so we don't set targets. It's, we've been lucky that we've been able to break records, but um, we're grateful for every dollar that's donated. And I think that's the thing about the Good Friday Appeal is that it's, it's not a big corporate um, uh, sponsored event. It's from good people and good communities who donate what they can afford, whether it's $2 or whether it's $50 or whether it's a bird that's worth $5,000 is, you know, people will generally give us what they can afford. So we're grateful. Yeah, well, we've got, what, what we're going to do is once um, the auction of jelly birds over, we've got another number of other pigeon flies going to donate birds within Australia. So we'll be auctioning them as well. So we're hoping to raise better than what we did last year and it was around uh, 10 or 12,000 so that's our aim but um, but it's been you know I don't I don't think we would have done it unless for the generosity of jelly and that's oh, no. already got us you know halfway there which is fantastic mm. yeah it's He's it, a good man you're a good man jelly thank you very much <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is that um I was putting up the promotion for the um auction that we were going to run, and uh, I wouldn't have even dreamed of hanging a bird from Belgium. And Jelly messaged me on Facebook and says, "What do you reckon I donate a bird?" And I said, "Well, you're welcome to. Thank you very much." So uh, I was thrown back by his donation myself because getting a bird from Jelly in Belgium is 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 a huge thing in the racing pigeon game. It's wonderful. Yeah, we've never actually had an auction in Australia that we've had a bird being donated from overseas. So it's, it's for us, it's sort of groundbreaking as well. Um, and I'm sure it's it's totally and it's only for because it's for the Royal Children Hospital, which is which is fantastic. And it's it's just a wonderful effort, and we're we're very grateful. Yeah, thank you very much, Anne. And um, would you like to tell our listeners anything else before we um, finish this interview or you've got any other messages to relay? I just, um, I'd like to first of all thank thank all of you for your fantastic effort. And I know you've been involved in the appeal for three years, three or four years, and it's just been a wonderful, it's a, a wonderful thing that you do and we're very grateful to you. But if people wanted to get involved, they can donate online on the goodfridayappeal.com.au website or they can um, get involved in one of the many events that are happening around Victoria, which are all you can find on our website as well. So um, I encourage people to get involved. It's a wonderful it's a wonderful day, good Friday. It's a real sense of community, and it's you know it's when we feel the very best of people all coming together to do something really good for our kids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a great appeal, and and I'm so proud to um, support it, and I'm and I'm proud that the Racing Pigeon Fraternity in Melbourne, and now even in Belgium, support the Royal yeah. Children's Hospital <laughs> Good Friday Appeal. And I'd like to also sorry, I'd just like to also thank the people who have put bids in so far and, and the ones that I've already been notified a few by a few people who are um, going to get involved with the birds out of Australia because they'll be a little bit less, or they'll be a lot less, some of them. So yeah, we'd like to thank them too for getting behind it. It's fantastic. 
Yeah. Thank you, Anne, for your time. And um, I think if you want to say goodbye to Jelly while he's on the line, and um, yeah. Goodbye, Jelly. Lovely to meet you on the phone. I and and uh, I wish you good luck and keep up the good work. And maybe we can see each other in November when I come over. I'd love and be- to. And believe me, it's an honor I, I can donate a pigeon to help those oh, children over there. And it's, it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful thing that you're doing. Thank you very much. You're Thank welcome. And uh, I hope we can see each other in November then. Yeah, yes, Jelly's coming fun. over in November. Right. And, um, and yeah, good, we'll luck, good luck with the Good Friday appeal. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you very much for being on. And, um, yeah, Jelly will catch up. And um, I think that bird's going to go a little bit more money, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Let's hope so. eh? That's much better for us, but so uh, fingers crossed, I would say. Well, the more money we raise, the better it is for the hospital, so... Of course. Yeah. Thanks very much, fellas. All right. Thank you. Rod Simmons, you stay there, and uh, we've got some more guests coming up. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. When the bells all ring and the horns all blow And the couples we know are fondly kissing Will I be with you or will I be among the missing? Maybe it's much too early in the game Oh, but I thought I'd ask you just the same What are you doing New Year's New Year's Eve Wonder whose arms will hold you good and tight Exactly 12 o'clock that night Welcoming in the new year New Year's Eve Maybe I'm crazy to suppose I'd ever be the one you chose out of the thousand invitations you'll receive ah but in case I stand one little chance here comes the jackpot question in it
comes the jackpot question in advance. What are you doing, New Year's? New Year's Eve. Oh, what are you doing, New Want to keep your birds flying high? Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. For all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Roanfried Pigeon Products. Roanfried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Želite li okusiti Hrvatsku? Ugodite Hrvatskom glasu. S Maricom Čok. Hrvatska glazba. Vijesti i čet. Svakog ponedjeljka od 22 do 3 sata. Upravo ovdje. Na 88.3 Južna FM. 
Zvukovi uz obalu. Monday is from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. Tune in to Croatian Voice with Marica Čok. A taste of Croatia with Croatian music, news and chat. Right here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. G'day, hello, and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt, and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m., and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music, from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes, as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Catch you there. What you hear on Community Radio is governed by the Community Broadcasting Codes of Practice. The Codes of Practice cover matters relating to program content that are of concern to the community, including local content, news, current affairs, Australian music content, programs for children, and the responsibilities associated with broadcasting to the community. They also cover aspects such as community access and participation in the operation of this service. Copies of the codes are available from the Community Broadcasting Association website www.cbaa.org.au Southern FM The sounds of the Bayside You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM The sounds of the Bayside Melbourne, Australia You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. And our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. The Southern FM website address is www.southernfm.com.au. Now, we're also on Facebook. We have a Pigeon Media page. Pigeon Radio Australia Facebook page, which has over 100,000 engagements every week, which is absolutely incredible. And also, we have a group now that has nearly 90,000, 90, listen to me, 90,000 members, and that's called the Racing Pigeon Global. Go and have a look at it. The Racing Pigeon Global on Facebook with nearly 90,000 members. So go and join it because you've got a lot, a lot of these... Uh, professional and expert pigeon racers from all over the world there and you can chat to them and ask them for advice and so on and so on but yeah nearly 90,000 members and each week when I announce it on the radio it just 
starts to soar the membership so it's incredible incredible right now we've got a uh, announcement from the western pigeon federation now the western pigeon federation is uh, conducting a transport squeaker sale in on sunday the 16th of january uh, 2022 so sunday the 16th of january western pigeon federation transport squeaker sale 2022 the location of the sale is at the Western Pigeon Federation rooms at 19 Carrington Drive, Albion, Victoria. Penning to commence from 8am with sale to start at 12pm. All WPF members are asked to donate two squeakers to the sale to help raise money towards reducing rising transport costs in 2022 season. The purchaser will receive a free entry into a draw for every purchase they make. So the first prize for that is four times Breeders' Plate rings for the 2023 season, valued at $200. The second prize for that is two Breeders' Plate rings for the 2023 season, valued at $100. And the third prize is one Breeders' Plate ring for the 2023 season, valued at $50. Now, the conditions of the sale are this... The condition number one, WPF members are encouraged to donate two birds to the sale. Two, for members to be eligible for a discount, their birds must be sold. Three, we are unable to accept pledges. Four, we can only accept squeakers rung with the current season's ring, year 2021. No old birds. Five, a member is only eligible for a discount from the funds raised at the sale if they have donated two birds and both these birds are sold. Six, members simply purchasing birds are, are not eligible for a discount on transport in season 2022. Seven, members will be given the opportunity to buy their own birds or bird back at the starting price if the birds are not sold at the sale. If birds do not sell at and the owner does not wish to buy them back at the starting price, then they will be ineligible to receive a discount on transport for the for their owner in season 2022. The WPF is unable to take responsibility for any birds not sold. And 10, it is the owner's responsibility to arrange for all birds not sold to be removed from the WPF rooms that night of the sale. For further information, it can be found at www.pigeonrace.net slash fed forward slash WPF. And that's the Transport Squeaker Sale for the Western Pigeon Federation, Sunday the 16th of January 2022 at 19 Carrington Drive, Albion, which are the WPF rooms in Albion. 88.3 Southern FM. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484 340. 
8551. Southern FM sponsor. And I'd like to feature Taramid uh, Stock Feed and Farming Supplies this week in our ad break because uh, I went into Taramid Stock Feed and Farming Supplies and I was greeted by the owner, Peter, and he gave me a good pat on the back and said, Ivan, I'm very happy. And I said, yeah, Peter, what are you very happy about? And he told me that uh, he's getting customers coming in and quoting the ad that's here on Southern FM. And he's very happy because he's gained more customers from his advertising on Southern FM. And uh, if you want to advertise or and sponsor any of the programs on Southern FM, go to www.southernfm.com.au and uh, go to the sponsorship tag and uh, or go to the contact tag and contact the station and they will be happy to assist you with our great sponsorship packages and it's not very expensive and don't forget uh, Southern FM is registered as a gift recipient so you can uh, deduct your stuff from your tax for your advertising so it's a great way to promote your business here on 88.3 Southern FM the sounds of the Bayside. Now, don't 
all your pigeon requirements, head to Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies. We make our own range of pigeon carry baskets, bird breeding cages and boxes. We're one of Melbourne's largest suppliers of quality seed, feed and more. You'll find health supplements, minerals and grits for pigeons and other breeds. Visit Thomastown Produce and Pet Supplies at our retail shop in Apex Court, Thomastown or phone 9464 2439. Southern FM sponsor. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Do you want to keep your birds flying high? Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies has everything you need. A wide variety of pigeon mixes, avian mixes, grits, mineral blocks and health supplements. Plus a large range of loft and racing equipment. Phone Rod Churchill on 0409 416 794 or contact Petstock Terelgan. Rod's Stock Feed and Bird Supplies is a proud supporter of Pigeon Radio Australia. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor G'day, hello and g'day. My name's Josh Gatt and I'm inviting you to come and hang out with me at my show, Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. and I showcase the very best in new Australian independent music from punk to folk to indie. Anything goes as long as you can see it in a filthy band room. Bluestone Sounds. It's Wednesdays, 12 to 2 p.m. Catch you there. This is DDZ, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Travel the world, musically speaking, from the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto, from the Colosseum to the Pyramids, from the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2 p.m. for International Caravan with your captain, DDZ. Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside. All the way, down under, in Melbourne, Australia. The only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world. You're tuned to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, and you're listening to, I'll say it again, the only devoted racing pigeon radio show in the world, and that's Pigeon Radio Australia. And our website address at Pigeon Radio Australia is www.pigeonmedia.com.au. Well, after that break, uh, I wish everybody a very happy new year. Uh, Stay safe. Uh, Don't drink too much and don't drink and drive. Very important. Do not drink and drive because that's 
just dumb. Uh, and uh, we'll catch you after New Year's here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Cheerio! Stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon